0: Oh, somebody got close to the mic. They want this to be heard.
1: (laughs) Okay, let me start over. You cannot objectify an object. They're not a real person, so you can't feel guilty about sexualizing them. They don't really exist. It's a digital connection of pixels and brushes and meshes. I don't know how to make characters. Let's look (laughs) at them.
0: I totally agree. You can objectify real women. But you cannot objectify? No, you should not. You should not. But you can't objectify. Well, you can't because they're not real. That's all. (laughs) Yes, that's the point. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I was about to say, you can't objectify fake women, but you (laughs) can't because they're fake.
1: Oh, man. It's all. all If you learn nothing else from this. Just leave me and my anime titties alone, and I'll leave you and your dumb bullshit alone.
0: We should all let, a, let each other enjoy anime anime titties without restraint or judgment. Fear
1: of censorship, Sony.
0: Yes, <laughs> Danny, Jim, Ryan, coming after anime titties. How much more?
1: is the internet's worst gaming podcast i am your host loki jarson hopefully the microphone sounds better this time eh, i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i don't watch youtube tutorials uh here with me this episode is joe Sizzy. say hello joe Sizzy.
0: hello joe Sizzy.
1: thank you so much for that simpsons gag i appreciate
0: it <laughs> you're quite welcome
1: uh it's been a couple months since you were on in that time uh all of the lower state of texas is frozen to death where i live you up in the north seem to be fine somehow. Just makes opposite sense.
0: Uh, well, it didn't get above zero for about ten days, so I don't know Meh. how great it was up here. Uh, and uh, I think my folks almost fainted when they saw the water bill because I'd keep the water running for about about the same amount of time. So it's been. It. it I'm not gonna say couldn't found a time to get on, but there's been stuff happening.
1: So. But, heck, all that nonsense, what's been happening in video games? That's what the show is about. What have you got?
0: Oh, there's been, there's been quite a bit. Um, but, recently, trying to think more recently, like in the month, this past month of May, um, Mm -hmm. two games I've been looking forward to. I get, well, technically, I guess four games, if you want to get real technical. (laughs) Um, the first is the next entry, or the latest entry, in the Resident Evil series. Uh, Resident Evil Village, or Resident Evil Eight Village. I, I'm, I'm Capcom, still.
1: Capcom was insistent people not call it Resident Evil Eight, despite the fact that they specifically used "village," so they could in English, so they could use the Roman numerals eight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do for the next game. Resident Evil Tricks or
1: six? I would guess six IX, and just one nine. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> that way they can remake 6 and people can stop bitching about 6, even though it was awesome.
0: Actually, it'd be... It would, if it was Resident Evil 6, then it would be... And there was a ninth entry, it'd be Resident Evil 69.
1: Very nice. Speaking of 69, all I know... Well, I know a little bit about Village. But in all the fucking marketing since this thing got trailered a couple of months ago, is what we first called Big Hat Lady, uh, Tall Vampire Lady, Tall Lady, and then they finally revealed her name, which is... Difficult for me to pronounce because I'm not Romanian. Dimitriescu, uh, and she's been all over the marketing, but apparently she's barely in the game. Yeah, she's um,
0: she's not the main boss by any means. There's actually five bosses technically throughout mm-hmm. the game, but um, and,
1: they, and they all are introduced to you in the various trailers: this is the, the tall lady, the uh, puppet person, the fish guy, and then uh, old Dante or whatever his name is. Father Gascoyne from Bloodborne,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Heisenberg. Although yes, I, I, I call him Bohemian Magneto. Cause, that's pretty uh, good too. Because he looks like a hobo who can manipulate metal. Um, But yeah, yeah. back to Dimitrescu's design and her popularity in the marketing, and especially around social media. I kind of had the th- same thought when I was playing near Automata for the first time uh, this year, actually. Another good game, but not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> when uh, I remember when Two B, when her her, the game started marketing started kicking up for that game, and uh, her design was out there, and everybody was just going crazy. And the same thing with Demetrescu. I I, I I gotta believe that the designers who come up with these, especially these female characters, they know. What they're trying to do, and they are I I, I I know when they when they when they got a when they got gold on their hands, they know it too. They're like, man, so, we, just, we hit this out of the fucking park with her.
1: There is a clear distinction between Western, and as I say Western, I mean European and American, and Japanese game design. And you do not have to look far to find it. You look at Cap, the last few Capcom games, in fact, even uh, DMC. Uh, the uh, Devil May Cry Five was very heavy on the, let's say, attractiveness of its characters, not just the females, for people who are into that sort of thing. Um, but part of it is character design, but part of it is that engine, the RE engine, which is not actually called the Resident Evil engine. Do you remember what it's called?
0: Uh, I think it's. I mean, it just it goes by RE when you.
1: I know, but they, they game, Capcom but... says it's not it's not Resident Evil. I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's a fantastic system for games because that is really fucking close to how real people look. It is as close as we're getting for a while, I think.
0: Yeah, they all they look fantastic, and it if you go if you're someone who likes to go look behind the scenes and see. The inspiration or the models for the characters and whatnot—they all pretty much look like that in real life, um, <laughs> except for Dimitrescu. I, 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 she's got a face model, but obviously no body model because they're not tuning nine-foot-six women out there. Um, but they definitely would be, wouldn't be as attractive as she is. But it's a damn good, it's a damn good engine, and it's a good-looking game. <laughs> um, there's no doubt about that. And it plays very it. It still it plays ex- incredibly smooth. Um, it's it's
1: seven, right? So it just is a sequel to seven. So it plays like seven.
0: Yeah, um, pretty much. Although you get, I, I I think they did. They've done some adjustments to the shooting. Uh, to be honest, I only played seven once and the DLC one time through, and that was a few years ago. So I meant to play it. Again, before this one came out, just never got the time. Hmm. But um, it still it feels like what I remember Seven being like. Um, there's just there's uh, greater weapon variety and enemy variety. Because uh, in Seven there's there's very few enemies, to be honest. Uh, as there's far- just
1: honestly, there's just I have played it a little bit recently for uh, Game Pass stuff. There is a. Uh... There's basically one type of enemy called the molted, and everything is a slight variation. It's like here's a fat molted, or here's a molted that goes walks on the ground, and then you know the family bosses himself. Mm-hmm. But no, there's not a lot of variety. What do you fight?
0: Yeah, no, you can definitely tell that seven was seven was pretty much tailored around the bakers themselves. <laughs> yes. And while I did really like seven, and it's arguably the scariest. Of the Resident Evil games, um, which is very, which is very important for a survival horror game. It's also, I don't want to say forgettable, but it's one of the least Resident Evil of the Resident Evil games. It's, <laughs> it has very <laughs> it, it, little. Here's what it is.
1: Here's what it is. I haven't replayed, it. I'll tell you right now because this is immediately what I thought of when I replayed. It. Claustrophobic. It is. You are in a small house for so much of that game. And you're like, okay, let's go into the woods. You spend two minutes in the woods, and then you go down into, under a different house, and then you go into the mines. You never see the sky in this game. You're always in some shut, tight little corridor, which can manufacture tension, I guess, but there's no art direction, quote-unquote. You know, there's no cool shit to look at.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like they kind of designed the levels with uh, VR specifically in mind. Because VR, I haven't I don't have a VR headset, but I've heard people talk about. It. They say it scares the shit out of them, even if they know what's coming. Um, but it also just doesn't have that same over-the-top Resident Evil cheesiness. Uh, the just the just the really larger-than-life characters and the just final the boss is a too.
1: big goopy man.
0: Right? Yeah, <laughs> and you do. There is an encounter with the father Jack Baker where he has a chainsaw, you have a chainsaw, you basically have a dueling chainsaw fight. So there is the Resident Evil cheese, but they're not again, I, I don't want to say forgettable, but they're not the Bakers are just crazy. And they're they're <laughs> not they're not the typical Resident Evil kind of bad guy. The really yeah. over the top fantastical characters.
1: A, oh. a, a human being who had a shitload of virus injected into them,
0: yes. Right, they're just they're just a cu- bu- couple of some hillbilly psychos out in the woods. They could the bakers could be real. That's and that also <laughs> kind of adds to the fear factor. But the but the village, uh, the lords they're called are hmm. they they are straight out of the Resident Evil playbook. They're extremely memorable. They're over the top. Uh, <laughs> they're I, I think they're fantastic. I I I I I went into the game thinking I was really only going to like Dimitrescu, uh, for various reasons. Uh huh. But I ended up really liking Heisenberg too. Uh, he just because he was he was very different from a lot of uh re villains. He was he was just kind of laid back, and he didn't have he wasn't really concerned about taking over the world or killing a bunch of people. He just, he kind of had his own personal issues. He, uh, Slight spoilers, he's kind of mad at the head lady, Mother Miranda, who's in charge of the whole shindig of the village. <sighs> and he just wants to get rid of her and then do his own thing. Uh, but like, but in in typical Resident Evil fashion, he ends up turning into a giant monster and you have to kill him, so. Wow, well, same as it ever was. <laughs> yeah, which is true for pretty much all the villains. Although, one of the lords, there is one section of the game where they take away your weapons, and they try to they recreate that seven feeling, where you, you don't have any weapons, but there is an enemy that you have to run away from, and escape. Is this the, pu- is this the puppet thing? It is the puppet thing, yes. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, it's...
1: I've never been scared. That's not true. I probably was as a child. I don't remember. When they try to make, like, Child's Play movies or the Annabelle series it says, like, three movies, I think, it's like, oh, look at this doll, it's scary, you guess. It's like, man, I am three times the size of this dumb thing, I'll just kick it across the room.
0: Yeah, true. It's uh... Although she does get a, a lot of dolls, and they all have really... Sharp scissor hands and whatnot and if you take too long in the house they'll end up attacking you and it's it's
1: this is this is a tangent that doesn't make sense to people who haven't played it. Remember the other day we were playing Zombie Army for Dead War and as a little Easter egg they have those stupid little dolls all around the levels you shoot for extra points, it's just was supposed to be creepy on purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like I look at those and I'm like, oh, this is dumb. And literally every time Rob looked at when he went, "Ooh," I was like, Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was music. I I think I think Rob is greatly affected by the creepy dolls. Uh, all right. And I'm I, I'm not a fan either. My my aunt she likes to collect all that kind of shit. Those porcelain dolls and whatnot. And she's got one that's it sits about three feet high. And she calls it Susie. And <laughs> she keeps it in a chair in the middle of this room that she's got all decked out in pink wallpaper pink paint she's got she's got dolls and porcelain you know plates ceramics and shit you know just all this shit it's it's a very girly but also kind of a creepy room and uh it's not my <laughs> favorite place it's not one of my biggest fears but i could see why some people would be creeped out
1: in that case you're not scared of the doll you're scared of the person who would do that that's different well, I'm not saying I'm scared of my aunt or anything like that, <laughs> but
0: it's, it, that's yeah, one of those things we'd always joke about. Oh, God, uh, every time we leave our house, we're going to, we're going to be driving away and we'll look in the rearview mirror and Susie will be in the back seat and it'll, will just, just veer off the road and, in, in terror. But, uh, yeah, it's a very, it's one of those in village that, the, that section it's, it's it's cool to experience the first time, but when you're replaying the game, it's extremely annoying. Yeah, uh, like that's... I say because you don't have weapons and you just gotta go through the whole go through the motions once again. But and I've already I played this game. I'm on my third playthrough of it so well, it's, far. It's
1: one of the I, I can't criticisms quote unquote because you know game journalists um, is that it's too short. It's like man, there has been one long Resident Evil game. And it was six, and it was very maligned for various reasons, even though I love it. Other than that, they've all been pretty damn short. This is their formula. This is how it works. This is the kinds of games they make.
0: Yeah, and I would say, I wouldn't say this one was very short. Seven was short. Um, yeah. I feel like was short, but this one's longer than that one. I think my first playthrough was around 11, 11 and a half hours. Something but like, like
1: but you see videos of speedrunners be like, "Oh, they beat Village in four hours." So it's like, cool. Did you play any of the game, or did you just run and glitch through walls? It's like, that's not quite the same thing.
0: Yeah. Plus, they're speedrunners. That's just that's that's kind of their. That's how they get a lot of their enjoyment from is just trying to get to that shit as fast as possible. I, I,
1: I know, but it's it's often the comparison used. So it's like, oh, this guy beat in four hours. It's not a long game. It's like, well, yeah. Was that his first run? Unlikely.
0: Yeah. It's. You shouldn't judge it from that. It's it's unfair. I think it's a I, I think it's a decently paced game. If you're if you're like if you're like me, you go through the first time blind and you're just kind of taking your time, exploring things as you go. Then I think it's I think the first time through it's great. Now yeah, the second time took me like five or six hours, and I wasn't even trying to like speed run because they're is I don't know if it's a I think it has a trophy get under 4 hours, but it definitely has a challenge Where you get. I think it's 5 points. actually. The guy just
1: did it in under 4. Yeah.
0: Um so you can get
1: through it pretty quickly, but to be to be fair, they also did this in their previous release, the Resident Evil 3 remake, uh, you beat it under 2 hours, which is absurd. Yeah. Now that
0: 3 remake is it's a very short game. It's enjoyable, but it's very mm, yeah. short. Yeah. Um so yeah, the, in village you you take uh you take control of Ethan Winters. Same guy from 7, which a lot of people may not have known because he didn't talk in 7.
1: He did, it just wasn't very interesting. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I get, yeah, he did talk. I I, I do I apologize, I misremember, but he talks more in this game and he gets a little he gets a little more development. Um I don't know if I would still put him among Resident Evil royalty, among my favorite characters. But... Well,
1: in, or- in order for that to qualify, he has to be in at least one more game, right? That's how it works. It, that would definitely help.
0: Um, <laughs> or, it it also helps if he's somehow connected to some of the old the Resident Evil characters.
1: I'm pretty sure I see Chris standing in this game all over the place, So in the marketing anyways. So he's connected in that he, way. He is. He is. But also, in my
0: opinion, it didn't help that they used a very different-looking model for Chris in 7. And, yeah, the, in I seven don't know. DLC.
1: They were trying to be different for the sake of being different, and it put so many people off. Capcom was there, like, all right, we'll put back a super buff, Chris. Jeez.
0: Yeah, because in in 7, when the spoilers, when the, at the very end of the game... You see these soldiers come down, and there's one taking up the focus of the screen. And you're like, okay, who the hell is this? And then if you got the subtitles on, it says Chris or Chris Redfield or something. Mm-hmm. And that's the only that's the only way I was able to tell is actually him. But in, the, but in the Village trailers, I knew immediately, as soon as I saw him, <laughs> that I said, that is Chris Redfield. Yeah. That is super chunky, boulder-punching... Chris Redfield
1: There's something about an iconic design. Like, imagine if, in the unfortunate Resident Evil 4 remake they're going to do soon, uh, if they gave Leon a haircut, like, just fucking buzz cut him. Everyone would hate that.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. You gotta have the... You gotta have the moppy 90s haircut, for sure. That's just... It's iconic for him. Yes. And I was... I, I... I did like I did like Kristen's involvement with the story, which it's not a lot, but it does he does play a big role. And like I said, Ethan does get a little more development. He's he's trying to trying to go after his daughter after she gets kidnapped. And she's abducted by these the the Lords and Mother Miranda and all that and he's trying to get through this Craze village and whatnot and he has to go systematically all through each of the Lords and uh, look for clues for his, his daughter's whereabouts and whatnot and uh, all the, f- the four lords are very different not only in design and personality but just in the in the uh, the settings that you have to you encounter them in
1: how much of village is act- does actually takes place in a village? Because it seems like you're either in a castle or a factory or some underground shit. Quite a
0: bit because you, when you first get there, it's. <laughs> if anybody's played Resident Evil Four, it's very, very familiar. Mm-hmm. You get there, it's all quiet. There's nobody around, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of Wolfmen pop out and start attacking you, and they they're overwhelming you, and you have to you basically just have to hold out until a bell in the distance sounds off, just like in Four. <laughs> and you' earn you earn a reprieve and then you you get a chance to explore the village and more uh and find any survivors and all that uh, this, and,
1: this is kind of this is kind of a spoilery question here is there an under secret underground base like in literally every game
0: um not really not not of the high-tech variety hmm. um there are the castle has dungeons. There is there is a factory, quote unquote, but it's it's very rustic. It's old as shit and it's not a it's not a high-tech lab or anything like that and it's not well, there are basement levels, but uh, nothing nothing like a secret umbrella facility or anything like that. All right. Um which was yeah, kind of a nice change of pace. And you do But to answer your question, you do, yeah, you do revisit the village a lot because it's basically, the village is basically the hub of the Mm. game and all the different areas where the four lords reside are just kind of branches of the, of the village, just kind of offshoots. You all, when you go to one area and you, you got to go back to the village and then go, you know, unlock a door, get to the next one, take out the Lord or whatever, come back to the village so you do spend quite a bit of time through the village and which was, which was kind of another thing I enjoyed and was kind of different uh, for a Resident Evil game because they're for the most part the newer games have been more linear yes uh, not counting the remakes I mean just, just four five and six um, and seven well, seven had the Baker household, but again, it's not a very long game. But because um, in two you had the you had the police station, and one obviously you had the Spencer mansion. But uh, it's it definitely the it the one of them. It's among the more recent Resident Evil games with a hub, and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was it was kind of cool because there were things even in the village you, you can't explore everything the first time. Sometimes you get you need a lock pit or a special key to get to a certain area, and, or a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, or or a shotgun. Actually, do, you do not need a shotgun for a key in the oh. game, which which may may have factored into my my total score of the game.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I was gonna you know, wrap up your final review, or you have more to say?
0: Um, no. Overall, I, I just overall I. I really enjoyed it. It's it does a lot of it has a lot of mechanics and similarities to past Resident Evil games. And but I don't and I don't think it's going to be too many people's favorite Resident Evil game, mm-hmm. but it's got something for everybody in it. It's it, it it's got the the big tyrant like enemy that chases you around. It's it's got the high high octane high you know constant action. It's got the creepy um, got the you know creepy house with you can't use any weapons and whatnot. And you it <laughs> gives you that kind of helpless feeling. So it's got a little bit of what everybody really likes in the game. And like I said, it's the the lo- the Enemies uh, are very, are extremely varied. They're very memorable, uh, enjoyable. Per- they're very personal too. And and as far as the gameplay goes, it was I, it's you're not going to get you're not going to get uh, mistaken for a Call of Duty or Battlefield by any means, because <laughs> um, you can't aim down the sights uh, with any of the guns the closest you can do is aim through the scope of the sniper rifle, but which I'm <clears throat> if I had to guess is an intentional design choice. Cause if you could aim down the sights, you could just, nothing would be a challenge. You could just blow everything away. Right. Um, with pinpoint accuracy.
1: They are all still ostensibly supposed to be survival horror, which means limited resource.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At first. But if you're familiar with these games, then it's, it, uh, it's by the end you get an infinite
1: in rocket launcher. Yes, but still. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think there's a rocket launcher, but I have infinite magnum and grenade launcher and whatnot and several other infinite guns. So they're <laughs> not exactly hurting for for weapons in the game. That's for sure. It's not. It it's definitely not seven. It's you will you will get quite an arsenal by the end. <laughs> and uh, like I said, it's not it's not my favorite Resident Evil, but I thought it was. I thought it was pretty great. I enjoyed is it this, a
1: lot. Is this the best game you've played this year? Giving us, given, the, given the, we're almost in June here.
0: It's the best twenty twenty one game. Okay, that that's way. fair. But sure. I think it might be the only 2021 game <laughs> I've played. Um, because the next game we're going to talk about, I don't know if it's you can include that in yeah. being Mass Effect uh, Legendary uh... Edition
1: before we move to that I want to talk about another 2021 game briefly because I, I hadn't even thought about it until you just said that came out in 2021 returnal from housemark the people who did uh that one game where you played with a stick two sticks and then another game you play with two sticks I'm blanking on the names right now because they're tiny ass games
0: um oh the um I know exactly I, I'm blanking too I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. but uh, yes yeah housemark
1: yeah, I'm sure Rob's very mad it's... at us because he likes all of their games.
0: Yeah, it's the top-down shooters.
1: Yeah, but they also do that side one that was like a PS4 launch game. I'll be damned if I can remember it. I enjoyed that one, but I uh, don't. Was that not Merc- to, and...
0: Mercenary Kings?
1: No, oh. that was a that was an eight-bit side scroller.
0: That's right. Yeah, and I think that came out in, for the 360 or the generation before. I mean, but.
1: Any damn ways. Yeah. (laughs) Returnal is a fully 3D, third-person shooter, roguelike. Uh, And by roguelike, if you've heard previous episodes, like, four episodes back, we talked extensively about roguelikes. Um, Every time you die, you lose all your stuff and go back to the beginning. Um, I was not aware this was actually, because of poor marketing, really, I was not aware this was a roguelike until, like, a week before the game released. Mm-hmm. I got it through a special service in Gamefly, so I didn't actually buy it. I just rented it. Um, and then when I found out, I was like, oh, it's a roguelike. Well, that's going to be annoying as all hell because it's not a hugely popular genre anymore. It's kind of been taken over by the souls-like. You can find a bunch of indie roguelikes that are 8-bit, like, on the, on the indie store. You know, go to your Steam or your Xbox or PlayStation store. There's little... 8- or 16-bit roguelike games that are... It's the same thing as Returnal. You die, you lose all your shit, you go back to the beginning. And it's mega-fucking-annoying. Because, as opposed to those indie 8-bit games, you can't get, like, hours worth of content from... Or you, you, you? From the indie games, you can't get hours worth of content. In Returnal, a session can last, like, one or two hours because of the nature of the way the rooms are. What typically happens in Returnal is you walk into a room, The game has previously decided, okay, there are X many enemies in this room. You need to dispatch them. Sometimes you go in a room, there are no enemies. You just run to the exit. Sometimes there's a stupid platforming challenge you have to do. Sometimes you come up with a thing you literally cannot open because you don't have the right equipment, the permanent equipment. But most of the time, you walk in, there's 10 or 12 enemies. You do your best to kill them all. The door opens, and then you go into the next room. And sometimes your goal is so friggin' 15, 20 rooms away you're not going to get there this session uh, several times when playing through it I re- I was like at half health and I was nowhere near because you do see the object marker where you're supposed to go you just don't know how to get there and I saw how far I was a- away from it and I said there's no point I'm just going to kill myself I'm just going to restart here now because there's literally no point in me carrying my low amount of health all the way to the boss um, I got to the area one biome as they call them the area one boss four times uh, I got closest to beating him on the fourth time, but I, I didn't make it, and I lost, and I had to start over. And, it, and it, that was the point where I realized I don't want to play this game anymore. I, uh, I initially described it to you, to you as almost fun. Returnal is an almost fun game, and I can't really tell you what it takes to get over that hump. Maybe I would have my change my tune if I beat that boss, but I seriously doubt it. Because if I had, I just have to do the whole thing over again, but in a new area. A new biome. It's like, okay, so now when I die, I start over at the beginning ship and then run to run all the way to the teleporter and then go to the new biome and then 40 more rooms of the same shit. And it's like, I don't want to do that at all. The deference being in the Souls games, at least they're checkpoints every so fucking often.
0: Yeah, uh, the I, I have never been a huge fan of the roguelike for many of the reasons you stated. In yeah. fact, I've only played one that I can... Tolerate or even like, but that's because it did a lot of other things that I liked. It wasn't necessarily the uh, oh, uh, referring to Hades. Oh um, yes, of course, yes. Yeah, I just I really like the art style and the music and the characters and all that. It just it it had to it had to click on a bunch of other different things for me to tolerate the roguelite. And even then, the system's not. As brutal as what you're describing, Returnal.
1: Returnal has one character, and it, it's Celine, the main girl, and she talks to herself every so often by finding tapes of her previous life. Which is like, okay, I guess that's supposed to be spooky.
0: Yeah, that just gets kind of dull. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that really constitutes really um, thought-provoking character development, but yeah, I, what I what I find odd with Returnal. Maybe not so much the game itself, but we both know, and a lot of people know that the PS Five has not had the greatest of exclusives. Um, a lot of the not games, so, not so far. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the games they've been uh, promoting heavily have been uh, cross-generation on PS Four and PS Five, which we've talked about before. That's that's common for any transitional. Uh, yes. phase of console generations or whatnot. But uh, Returnal is only on PS5. It is a PS5 exclusive. Mm-hmm. And they've been touting it and touting it and touting it. And like you, I didn't know it was a roguelike until maybe a day or two before it came out. Yeah. And
1: Because they just say, oh, you're going to die a lot in server. I was like, oh, so it's a Souls game. Okay, fine. I'm used to that.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. I thought, okay, it's going to be souls in space with guns and whatnot. Because and, mm-hmm. that's, like you said, that's kind of taken over. That's, that's kind of the formula that's taken over for anybody, any developer that wants to make a challenging game.
1: We're going to wait for E3 for total confirmation, but it's almost 100% confirmed that there's going to be a Final Fantasy game made by the people at Team Ninja, I think. Or no, Ninja Theory, excuse me. Ninja Theory, who made the Neo games. Uh, that's going to be Souls-like. But in Final Fantasy World, and it's like, why would you do this? Yeah,
0: it's it's very odd. Final Fantasy, they just... They, they seem to be dipping their toes into <laughs> every... Uh, tons of genres. First, it was just MMOs, <laughs> but... Now it's... We got mobile games, and... Yeah. Gotcha games, and now appears to be a Souls game, so, you yeah, know, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But, yeah, kind of getting back to my original point, it's, it's just, it's it's kind of weird that PS PlayStation and Sony have just been touting this game, well, I mean, it's not weird that they're touting it exclusive, but the fact that it's a roguelike, now granted, it's the best looking roguelike I've ever seen. Sure. Um... But I've never thought to pay seventy dollars for a roguelike either. <laughs> no. So I I don't know if maybe they intentionally kept the fact that it was a roguelike kind of maybe not secret, but maybe. on the on
1: the download. I mean we could have done more research, but this is just me looking at, you know, your average Twitter posting, your average screenshots. Here's the 10 second ten second clip. It's like, okay, so Soul's like, sure. Nope, not at all.
0: Right, and we're we're kind of preconditioned to think it's a Souls-like, because like I said yeah. earlier, it's you know that's what the challenging games are. That's the that's the the roadmap that they use. But yeah, it was kind of a kind of an interesting design choice, and kind of interesting that Sony would just put a lot of eggs in that basket. But may um, it might be just one of those things they just kind of wanted to. They have very few exclusives, so they just. Kind of wanted this, to get this early gets, on, yeah. just get something out there, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so no, Returnal will not be my 2021 game of the year. Just oh. you no. Know. <laughs> I It'll returned say. it to GameStop and uh, GameStop GameFly, in fact.
0: Yes, but you got another game from GameFly.
1: So the other thing GameFly sent me uh, was Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, this came out a couple weeks ago. As of this recording, obviously that'll be invalid. Stop saying that. Um, when was the last time you played Mass Effect of any kind? The three of the original trilogy, let's say. Let's keep, let's do our damn level best to not talk about Andromeda today, good or bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, you never know. Rob might be listening, and we don't want to spoil <laughs> it for him.
1: That too, yeah. That's the real reason, sure. I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> of course.
0: Um, That's a good question. I've been trying to think of it, and I, I won't know... If exactly when I'd have to boot up my PS3 because that's the last system I played it on. But I want to say it was around 2013, 2014, something like that. So mm-hmm.
1: it's say... been a good good time frame for you.
0: Yeah, I think it was Yeah, it was Mass Effect 2. It was the very last one. Because I have all three, but I don't believe I ever played three on the PS3. I played it on the 360. Right. Prior,
1: so it's been a while. Uh, I last played it last month in April... Um, yeah, you couldn't wait. So, there's a very weird thing that happened with me personally. I, I'm a, I'm, this is going to be a very personal journey for me, okay? hmm Now, all three of us regular uh, commentators on this, you, me, and Rob, all really love the Mass Effect series. Maybe we like individual characters more. Maybe we like individual romances, individual games. One game better than the other That's fine. We all love the series. Mm-hmm so when we all heard when we recorded this last episode where all three of us were on they were finally re-releasing them up with up visuals and all that sh- fancy shit we were all mega excited and we had a brief discussion about Miranda's ass which I'm sure we'll bring up again here <laughs> but that, well, we all came out of that very positive we we're all looking forward to this a lot in the months since then I've done a lot of thinking heavily about it really my feelings on nostalgia are they are so contradictory because sometimes I embrace it wholeheartedly and sometimes I reject it on the basis that it can't be as good as the first time. Um, so the more I thought about it, the less I wanted to buy it. It's not about necessarily the censorship or what they actually did or didn't change or disrespectful, quote-unquote, to any of the people who... all the people at 2007 Bioware who, don't, who aren't there anymore, like the fucking doctors, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just so conflicted on whether or not I actually really wanted to spend more money to buy it. So, what I did was re download uh, 1, 2, and 3 on my Xbox Series X. And because of that, you know, they you can only upgrade the 2007 game so much. But I played through all three of them again last month. And I was like, I guess that's good enough. I don't know how much more better lighting and better visuals and slightly tweaked controls are going to do for me. Uh, I was very lucky enough, again, to that same program I used for to get Returnal, to get have Gamefly send me Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I've been playing through that. I'm, like, a little over halfway through two right as of right now. So there's an odd sense of relief of, oh, I didn't have to pay extra money for this, but I still get to enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know if that assuades the quasi-guilt I have. I, I can't really describe what the feeling is other than to say, I don't want to pay $60 for this.
0: Oh, that's understandable That's that's I mean, that's, if that's how you feel that's how you feel um, yeah, yeah it, it would be nice if, I, if you knew exactly how much money was going to the people that actually worked on this game uh, the old yeah. Bioware team But
1: because for ye- every single year we hear bad stories about EA and Twitter tirades about electronic arts and it's like uh, this collection probably sold millions and millions and millions of dollars
0: yeah, no, it was. Um, it definitely felt like it was themselves, <clears throat> EA and Bioware, giving themselves a little little boost, uh, both financially and image-wise. Yes. Because you know, we've chronicled their missteps uh, quite a bit in this show. Uh, what with their, you know, what I mean, whatever you think about Andromeda, it was, you know. Monetarily, it was not a success. It was not what they were—at least, not what they were hoping. Not their projections, be. yes. And and drama was was definitely definitely not a success, uh, in anybody's eyes.
1: You mean uh, anthem? You said drama twice. Oh,
0: excuse me, anthem. Yeah, both a, a a games. Yeah. Um, but not both made by the A teams. <laughs> mm. Uh, anyway and there's just there's been just very little information about the new Dragon Age game Dragon Age 4 if it's we don't hmm. even know if it's going to be called 4 uh there's they've just they've been drip feeding info ima- <laughs> images and
1: here's here's some uh concept art here's some more concept art hey do you like that how about concept art
0: yeah and, pre-rendered trailers that don't really show anything about the game and behind the scenes footage that it's you know hey it's great real people make it make video games okay show me the video <laughs> game now please so it's just there's been a lot of things just up in the air about bioware and ea they have they still have their sports games i'm sure they're they're not hurting whatsoever.
1: Well, they're not hurting for money, but they're hurting for public image.
0: Right. Uh, even though I don't, I don't think they're the number one hated uh, publisher anymore. I no, think. They,
1: no. That has actually shifted to Blizzard Activision now. You're right.
0: Yeah, I think Blizzard Activision have have, have taken that that crap crown. <laughs> they That's have still. made
1: much worse decisions the last few years than EA has. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: EA. They're not exactly on a redemption arc, but <laughs> they're just they're they're. Doing some damage. They're doing a little better at damage control now. Yes. Um. And hey, a lot of a lot of skeptics and cynics will say this was just merely a cash grab, and I I'm not gonna argue with that assessment. Yeah. To be honest, because like you said, it's it probably sold a lot of money, and it hey, it got they it got sixty bucks from me. Uh, I bought so, it day one.
1: So have you had a had time to play through all three?
0: I haven't gotten to three yet. I'm about, uh, I'm about three fourths of the way through two right now. Okay. Uh,
1: uh, are you? I was gonna say, did you uh, make a character? All go all the way through one. Make another one go all the way through one.
0: No, no, I, I, I made two characters in one, but I didn't get, I didn't play through the game twice with okay. with, with both characters. Just one. And I'm continuing in two with my the character I went through the whole game with so
1: Which fact they changed one having gone halfway through two now I can tell you they changed one the most uh, it looks really good I can't say it looks like a 2021 game but it looks really friggin good uh, everything that they said they fixed with lighting and character models and interface and controls and it's like yeah they really did do all that mm-hmm. now the fact that they didn't really follow through in the, the following two games is kind of noticeable
0: yeah, true, true. Um, but in, but I, I don't think those games needed as nearly as much help as 1 did.
1: Yeah, what, what they did with 1 is really bring it in line with 2 and 3, because I always think of two game series, game franchises in this, in terms of leaping. Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2 is a huge leap forward in design, in character, in storytelling, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh I also think Uncharted One to Uncharted Two is a huge leap forward in all the, all those things I just said. Yeah. So when they're up on are Uprising One, you know, they have to retool the first Mass Effect game to bring it more in line with the later entries. Because having played it last month, Mass Effect One, while playable, very dated. It's like, man, this is a two thousand seven game.
0: <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's for sure. Even playing one on Legendary Edition, it was I love the game to death. And they do they do make the the parts with the Mako a lot more bearable. Uh, the planets actually they look pretty darn good. Um, <laughs> they did a lot of they did a lot of uh, good work with the upresing the textures and whatnot and the like. You said the lighting and the suns and the the glares and all that um, look really great.
1: Character model faces look better for damn sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the um, textures on their outfits as well hmm. um, look really good. But man, those <laughs> those planets are still empty. They're still kind of it's <laughs> kind of a bore to get through them. It's definitely we the worst part of the. You can drive through them one. and
1: gather some platinum and uh,
0: oh yeah, pick up
1: the corpse of a Turian and uh, maybe you fight a thresher Maul. Isn't that nice?
0: Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cop copy and paste it, uh, now, to a lot of okay, areas now, like
1: I would happily have that for two more games than have what we actually get in 2 and 3 because the, when I replayed them last month there's so much in 2 and 3 that I don't like that I've either forgotten about or have gotten way worse in the intervening years planet scanning sucks <laughs> no one on earth can possibly enjoy th- Whoop! is there platinum over here Nope. Oh, there, he is a little bit of iridium, but not enough to justify spending a probe on. How about, okay, next planet. <laughs> Poor. Oh man. Fine. Next planet. It's horrible.
0: Yeah. It, it luckily it gets. It's it kind of becomes unnecessary in late game because you get you get so so many resources. Yes. If you do it, because like you, I'm I don't enjoy it, and I try and get it. I try to get it out of this way as soon as possible, and only yes, I kind of yes. I kind of limit limit it to uh, systems where
1: quests if take this, place <laughs> in. If this planet says good, I'm not going to bother. I'm like I'm only mining rich planets.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm really greedy. I mine anything. <laughs> <laughs> if Depleted? It... Yep. There's got
1: to be something there. Dig underground. The <laughs> All right.
0: That's right. Have we, I, I
1: will say I will say having played uh, the original 2 recently, they absolutely did make the cursor faster. They 100% up to the, I don't know the percentage. They up to speed on the cursor scrolling. It goes faster.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I I think you're right because the original speed in Legendary Edition feels like this the fast speed, the upgraded speed in the original mm-hmm. and then the upgraded speed in Legendary Edition just flies around the planet. So that yeah. definitely does help. And um uh, but yeah <laughs> yeah that's definitely that wasn't good that wasn't good or enjoyable about the game then and it wasn't now. Um, <laughs> no. it, it, it always kind of felt like just kind of a holdover of the planet exploration from the, the past games because I was telling Rob this the other day um, I'm one of the few freaks out there that likes to go to the planet and read the descriptions.
1: The first time, do first time I played all three games, I did. I generally did read all the codex entries, and every single time I went to a planet, I was like, "Okay, what's this planet about?" All right, that's neat. And subsequent playthroughs, I did not.
0: Yeah, because it, it it definitely gets old, and it's hard to retain all that information. There's just so many of those, many most of the, those planets of are, and whatnot. Most of them are
1: fake too, so it's like, wow well, we just made this." Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I appreciate the effort they went sure, into. Sure, yes, it is part whatnot. of it is. It is part of background design, or whatever the hell the word is—is is world
0: building. Yes, world building. Yes, exactly. Uh, or galaxy building in this this yes. case. And yeah, so it, stuff like that in upres is not going to help. Obviously, if there's stuff <laughs> about the game itself, uh, besides graphics. Then yeah, this addition is not going to—it's not going to help out. Like you said what they did a lot of they did a lot of work on one. I I'll, I'll give them that. They 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 yes. made it look really really good. Even though I hadn't played one in about seven or eight years, the original, I mean. Uh I I could just I I played it so much that I could playing it again on Legendary Edition, I could just tell in certain areas, okay, this is a lot more barren in the original. Mm-hmm. The lighting was much flatter. Uh there weren't as many effects. Um for instance, Therum, oh Theram might have been one of the best examples of the work they did where you got the you got the glow of the sunset in the horizon and then you got the up res rocky textures. They're not just really blurry and grainy looking like they were in the original. Uh, the lava actually actually has textures to it and it bubbles up that definitely didn't happen in the original so they kudos to them they did a lot of work on not only the graphics but i think the gameplay i it felt like the gameplay was improved now you, you felt like you didn't didn't see much improvement to it
1: uh, when you in a month prior. terms of like cover system and gunplay wise it's about the same um uh, there are two major differences from one to two and two and three are very similar gameplay wise but one to two there's two major differences is power usage and it is cover in mass effect 1 you never have to take cover ever there i can't i don't think they put more cover objects quote unquote in the maps for the legendary edition but you still i played the whole thing i never took cover once you don't have to you can stand out in the open and use your powers which is the other thing there's no uh you have a big wheel you have a much larger selection in the first game than do the other two of powers you can use, whether to use, you know hit someone with a concussive blast or use a biotic push or a throw or a lift or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. And you can choose them all individually for yourself and individually for your squad. You can also have a setting when they actively use it as AI. But in 2 and 3, every time you use a power from anyone, whether yourself or a squadmate, you couldn't use any power at all until that power had a cooldown. In Mass Effect 1, you could just move to the next power. Be like, okay, I wanna use a singularity. Okay, now immediately after using that singularity I want you to use a warp. And there's no cooldown at all. Except for those individual powers. You have to wait for them to cycle around.
0: Yeah, what they uh they what they call that in MMO is a global cooldown. And it's <laughs> it's it was it was very surprising that they added that in, in ME two. And I I guess the only only reason I can think of is they just they didn't they, wanted, they didn't want it to become like 1, where you could just throw out powers after powers after powers. And like you said, you don't have to take cover. Which, yeah. you know, there is a cover. There are cover mechanics in 1, but that's not how the game was designed. It was supposed to be an RPG with guns, which it is. Yes. With looters, little, you know, slight looter shooter mechanics as well thrown in. 2 is definitely, definitely took inspiration from the Gears of War. Games. Two is a
1: cover-based shooter. Yes. And then it's a cover-based shooter first, RPG second.
0: Yeah. And the powers are substantial and effective in two. So they just, it's just kind of them. I guess there's a way for them to limit it, but yeah, it'd be nice if, yeah, you just overload, warp, singularity, done. Okay, that's it. Yeah. only at ease. <laughs> but they, they they want you to use the gun more often, not not so much the powers.
1: Also, about the guns in ME One, every gun had infinite ammo, and you just had to cool down to worry about it if you overheated by pulling the trigger too long. In two and three, thermal clips. What the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> oh, but they make the guns more efficient somehow. Uh-huh, sure, <laughs> that sure. that was the lore. That was the lore reason, but yeah, the Legendary Edition doesn't. I don't as as far as um, you know, it it. it... It updates the textures and the it runs a lot smoother and it plays at yes. sixty frames per second and all that. Loads it's, way friggin' faster. Yes, it's very nice, especially when you're going around the uh, around the Normandy uh in two. and one, even on the originals, it was all seamless. Now there was the 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 cargo elevator loading screen, but that's greatly reduced in one. Two actually had load had loading screens and it still does in Legend Edition, but they're much slower, and I don't feel like it's you know I'm taking five minutes just to go up to my cabin to feed my fish again. Right. It's uh much much less of a hassle now. But as far as as far as gameplay goes, I think I I remember reading a game informer article a couple months ago where L- Mass Effect LE was the cover it cover story, and I thought I read somewhere in there that. You know, they they asked about the changes, what changes in two and three besides the graphical and whatnot performance, and I think they said they kind of tweaked the the cover system a little bit, try to make it a little a little more responsi- responsive, responsive, little snappier, if you will.
1: Um, uh, okay, I haven't noticed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I, I haven't played the original two in a long time, so it it, it basically it feels the same to me. Um, and it's a it's it it's solid to begin with. I thought, and it's like you said, it's not gonna it's not gonna compete it with any too many cover shooters made nowadays. But hmm. it it is what it is, and I I I think it it still holds up pretty decently for what it, you know what it's trying to do. And the story is the same,
1: and it's yeah, can't change that. No. For, good, for good for good, or bad, you can't change that.
0: But you can change camera angles.
1: <laughs> so I... Uh, no, what the hell is today? Yes, today. Today as of this recording, which again yeah, today be irrelevant, is be Yeah. Today as of this recording, which will be irrelevant again in the future. I did Miranda's loyalty mission. So I did have that dialogue about her sister. And yes, the camera is raised above her ass. And yes, it is unimportant. Here's the thing. That's the only thing they changed. Uh... If they had not said ahead of time that they were changing that, no one would have fucking noticed. The only reason there was any feedback, drip back, whatever, hatred, whatever, from that is because they fucking came out and said it. They had to, I'm going to use this word, and I'm editing, so I'm not going to cut it out. They had to virtue signal that they were doing their best to not make her a sexualized object so everyone would know how... Good the new Bioware is That's why they did that If they said nothing, no one would know They changed nothing else Jack's tits are still hanging out there Miranda still has a huge ass Samara's tits are still way out there mm. oh, They Specifically oh, picked one thing Her big ass to focus on And said, well we don't want to make her Sexualize Fuck you <laughs>
0: I definitely, I totally agree. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand why they felt the need to try and get out ahead of that when it was, like you said, it wasn't even going to be an issue. Because no. I started, the, when I was playing the game, I started to look for it. And I only noticed it because they said something. Yes. And I'm sure it's the same with everybody else. And I don't know. Maybe there's a handful of people that might have had an issue with it, but I, like I said, it's it's not like not like they changed the model of the character, and it's not. It's also like they didn't make the camera free moving, so you can
1: you can you know pan it around to whatever angle you in, want. In non-conversations, this game has a photo mode. You can take pictures of every single butt you see.
2: mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, and there's still plenty of camera angles of Samara's very very low cut outfit yeah. didn't change that at all yeah no it's thank god it's glorious <laughs> um and so yeah that's i like you, i think that's the only thing i've noticed that's different everything else is still pretty much the same yeah with the game yeah it was a very very weird pr move by them i still i still don't understand it and it's definitely that only. It's definitely something that only happens, I think, in this year of our Lord, 2021, or Do you maybe remember 2020. Earlier,
1: but... earlier in this podcast, we were discussing the differences between Japanese and Western developers. This is it right here, buddy.
0: Yeah. No, you. No, you brought that back around masterfully. I yes, thank you. you mass,
1: mass effectively.
0: Mass effectively.
1: So, other than all that shit, are you still having fun with the games? <laughs> are they fun to play?
0: I think they're a lot of fun. I, yes. I, I'm, it's, it's been a nice, it's been a nice ride uh, through Nostalgia Land. Although, <sighs> okay, I'm, I don't know, I'm getting kind of, a, getting kind of a weird feeling while I'm playing the game. I, I don't know if weird's the right word, but, I, like you said, you, you didn't feel comfortable playing $60. I did, whatever. And I still, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I regret it or anything like that, but I definitely would have probably been okay waiting for it because I played these games so much back when they originally came out. Uh, I think I, I think I played one and two each at least a dozen times, um, and I played three, I think three or four times, not nearly as much. Um, it became no, not- kind of my. It became kind of my yearly ritual to replay those games.
1: I don't think any of the games ever broke my Skyrim record or my my KOTOR record, in fact. still remains number one of games I've played start to finish all the way through. Mm -hmm. But they came pretty damn close. I think it might be like literally third place. It's KOTOR, Skyrim, Mass Effect in terms of play through all the way the most.
0: Yeah, I think those are uh, those are definitely among my top three. Uh, I might throw in Final Fantasy VII, the original, because that be like I said that became like a ritual for me every year. I would replay yeah. that game start to finish. And there's still shit I forget, Cause like, I was- the <laughs> yeah, like the ghosts. Yeah, like the ghosts were not in the original. <laughs> and I wish they were in the remake, but we're not getting into that. <laughs> um, but I, I it's just it's i don't know how to descri- i don't know how to describe it whether it's i'm necessarily let down on it or if it's just you know cuz i i wasn't expecting they, this like big revelation or just like these extraordinary moments because i've done everything in those games so i'm yeah. just going through the motions again and while it's
1: it it can't feel like the first time it's impossible
0: yeah yeah no and I didn't I didn't expect it to because it didn't feel the it didn't feel like the first time the subsequent dozen times I played it after that yeah um, now maybe it's because I'm playing Paragon and most of my playthroughs were paragon heavy maybe if I play renegade which I have originally <sighs> maybe you feel a little different because I don't I don't know a lot of those lines by heart and whatnot Um. But yeah, it's it, it and there's a little bit of it showing its age too, like you mm-hmm. kind of hinted at earlier, uh, especially one because, yeah, those
1: games have evolved since then. Yeah, those <laughs> like, a, a, and as total.
0: Like those Planet Explorations and one, it's just kind of like it doesn't matter how pretty you make them, it's just not going to make them any any less of a hassle to get through. Those are definitely sections of the game where I just throw in a podcast or a an old. Sitcom episode or something in the background, and just, just now kinda... I said
1: I said we weren't going to talk about Andromeda, but I'm going to talk about Andromeda real quick. <laughs> All right. Scanning. So Rob disagrees with me. We've talked about this off air before. He's currently very slow playing through Andromeda. He might be done by the time this is out. I don't know. Uh, he disagrees with me that the best version of scanning is the one you do in Andromeda because it's integrated into your He's been, he's
0: been your trying
1: car. to get back into it. I know. Uh, but, but on the Nomad, when you drive it. Uh, the scanning is there. It's like you just drive to your next destination. It's like, hey, there's some minerals here. Go pick them up. It's like, okay, boop boop boop. Hey, I got minerals. Sweet. Now let's just keep on driving. It's in the level. It's not mm-hmm. a separate thing. Genius.
0: Yeah, they uh they 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 were able to integrate and kind of refocus and fix a lot of stuff in Andromeda that kind of plagued the original series. Um, yeah. But again, i the reason I guess the Andromeda just doesn't uh, doesn't stick out in a lot of fans' minds is it's just you know for the okay. things that make the original trilogy so great. I mean, it's just it kind of. I'm going to say kinda, Go ahead,
1: finish your sentence because I'm going to say something.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I don't know what I'm, if I'm if, if what I say is going to change what you're about to say or what you think or whatnot or <laughs> but. Um, I'm going to. Well, I enjoy Andromeda. I can see a lot of I can see a lot of the criticisms, and I agree with a lot of them too. mean, it, it, it the game, especially when it comes to the things that people loved about the original trilogy. trilogy yes, that's, that exa- were... that's
1: exactly what I was going to say. So, this is one of those and- Eric Andre gifts of why do you say something so controversial? yet so brave or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. It's Mass Effect Andromeda does not have as much memorable or beloved characters, and it is not as good a story. But it is a better game in terms of mechanics, in terms of playing, in terms of the things you do in a video game that are interacting with it. It is a better game.
0: Right, and that's... I think a lot of that's just by virtue of it being more recent than the, yes. in the original trilogy, which helps, And but I don't, I don't know. Is that something you can really count in its favor?
1: Yes, because, well when it only that's like saying so many times off air i know it's like yeah. it only it's only bad quote unquote when you compare it to the original three Mass like one two and three wherever you think about three's ending which we will not be talking about here stands as some of the greatest pieces of media ever but replaying them in 2021 is like god damn i wish they cut this whole bit out because it sucks
0: yeah, no, it's, it's, a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of fat on it. It's not, it's yeah. not all, it's not all steak. It's not all tender steak, but uh, I think they, they definitely get better as the tri- trilogy goes along. And then Andromeda yes. was able to kind of reap the benefits of that, of the work because, I mean, you I mean, the first game came out in 2007. That's a long ass time ago. We were both, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I was still in high school when that game came out.
1: It they're, is... 2007, they're... we've talked about this before off-air also, maybe even on this show, It's literally the most important year in video games. They're like, oh, what about 1988 or 1996? 1980... 1988. But no, no, no. It's 2007. Because the repercussions of 2007 are still being felt. Repercussions of 98 don't exist because they just get remade now.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish... And that might be a show down the, down the line or something, uh, <laughs> kind of go through the years, and I think we've kind of touched on that in previous episodes, yeah. but...
1: But you get what I'm saying, like, the influence of all this stuff that came out that year is still happening.
0: Oh, no, Yeah, without a doubt, it's, yeah, there's 07, uh, 2010 was another one, I remember, I can't remember, there's, I had to go through a whole... List before, but it's always fun to go back and just just kind of rank. <laughs> Can the you years. believe this
1: game came out this the same year as this? yeah, it's yeah, crazy
0: yeah, it's it's like you it's like when you see that um, picture of Gandhi with uh, Churchill or something like that, it's just like, what the <laughs> hell? what are those? i I don't know those two were around
1: uh, so anyways, uh, unfortunately, due to the internet's worst rule book. Uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is not eligible for any sort of game of the year reward awards. Oh.
0: What if it has so multiplayer? Can, you, you
1: can you can literally put it as number two in your favorite games of the year, <laughs> but not number one. Uh well I hated the multiplayer, by the way. I'm the only one on earth who did not like the Mass Effect multiplayer. I'm what? glad it's gone. What are you talking I hated about, it. man? I didn't like an Andromeda even.
0: Oh. Man, it was fun.
1: No, it sucked. <laughs>
0: I think I, I I enjoyed it. I it was one of those things. It wasn't the best multiplayer experience out there, but it was a lot better than I expected it to. And I think that like like movies and TV shows and music that kind of have that same quality. It kind of makes it even better, at least in 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 my eyes. Um, it just it's always nice to be surprised by stuff like that. But I I will admit the multiplayer did get very repetitive that's for sure i kind of
1: wish we'd done i kind of wish we'd done the show after you've done three because threes has a lot of single-player missions that are just the multiplayer maps
0: yeah no i do i do remember that because they uh yeah they just recycled them for the multiplayer pretty much or vice versa i think i think it came out the same time the when it released it wasn't yeah, it those... had
1: to. It, it had to because you needed the multiplayer stuff for the
0: yeah. Uh... Yeah, the assets, yeah, the the war assets. I remember that.
1: Neither of us in this legendary discipline. Neither of us has gotten to three to see what that big update is, because that is the other major thing. Is 3's multiplayer was integral to the uh, war assets, as you said, the stuff you can bring to the final conflict, and how they're retooling that is well something neither of us know about right now <laughs> uh yeah
0: i think they kind of touched on that as well in that article that gi article i read um i think they're just just increasing the assets you get from the single player missions from what i remember reading about it cuz that's yeah it's all they can do they don't have multiplayer to yeah um you know to up the to galaxy a, readiness yeah. or whatever that was yeah so it's Maybe they just add in more fetch quest or something like that, who knows or yeah, yeah. they just give you more give you more assets of readiness, so yeah, we'll definitely have to see but um
1: so expect a follow up show where Suzy recants everything he says <laughs>
0: uh don't I do that every episode isn't that
1: <laughs> you're allowed to change your mind that's I'm not gonna blame you for... that's
0: that's why we have so few of these.
1: I have been making a shitload of these with my brother, actually, so you, you have. You've been, now, you've been very good. mostly those about strategy games, and if you're not into strategy games, you're not going to listen to those, I understand, but that's the kind of games he plays. He's a PC gamer. That's what he does. Uh, plus, he's a YouTube creator, so he has to make videos for that sort of stuff. We, and by we, I mean I, only have this here podcast, which I hope you've enjoyed listening to. I hope. I don't know how. God willing. God help you. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: with <laughs> with just infinite amount of tolerance and patience, I
1: imagine. <laughs> it's like you were saying, if you're scanning a planet in Mass Effect right now, thank you for listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope we can make that experience a little <laughs> little easier for you, able to get through everything in the Hades Gamma or whatever.
1: Uh, thanks for coming on again, Sizzy. See you in two months. <laughs>
0: it won't be that long okay I, I promise that's
1: literally what you said last time friend I have audio that proves Damn. it <laughs>
0: well hey we got we got E3 around the corner now and hopefully yes. no more winter storms or
1: maybe some Dragon Age 4 news will be there oh don't who the fucking tease, knows don't tease me uh yeah that'll probably be the next episode about E3 uh till then I've been Loki Jarson you can find me on twitter at Loki Jarson uh this podcast by the way in case you're not is listening to an iTunes also available on Spotify if you're on Spotify, it's also on iTunes. Uh, it's nice have to have options. To do you have anything to plug, Stizzy, or have you unplugged from social media?
0: Uh, not in- entirely, but I, I don't at the time, I don't have a main Twitter that I really keep up with, so eh. this is just kind of I, I I might might need to look at a change in that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe in the future I might be I might dip my toes on the YouTube streaming. I, I just, I, I don't know. I...
1: I just thought of a topic that I'm about to have to edit this part out that I want to talk to you about that is not about this. Uh, so anyways, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Yep, we'll see you later.